Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And, Robin, I wanted to talk to people today about a guest we have coming up so that they don't miss it. I just got in the mail today Thomas Van Hees' uh, Disability Compensation, the Veterans Guide. It's a comprehensive guide for the veteran on how to negotiate the VI's sometimes difficult claim filing process. Mm -hmm. We got that in the mail, too, and Steve has already plowed through it and found many very interesting things. You know, it's really, every once in a while I get a book that I'm really excited about. You know, sometimes it's just a good read. Sometimes it's, you know, necessary for different things. And um, it just, I was just opening my mail before the show and I was like, oh, this is easy. Like, it's easy to read. It's easy to understand. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just, I think, a book everyone should have. Yeah, definitely a great guide. There were a lot of great tips. When do we have him coming on? Uh, I think he's coming on next week, actually. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. yeah. So um, his name is Thomas uh, uh, Thomas Van Hees. And the book is a Military Writers Society of America Gold Medal Award winner. And it's called mm-hmm. Disability Compensation, The Veteran's Guide. And we love when they're simple like that. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. So he'll be on the March. Guide. Very good guide. Yeah, he'll be on the um, next week, the March uh, 24th show. So I wanted to make sure that we absolutely uh, plugged that for next week because that, that to me, I mean, there's so many difficulties in navigating the system, even on a good day. Mm, absolutely. And things do change. And I think that's where staying in touch with them is really important, staying uh, in tune or, or visiting them every so often because benefits do change and, and things do change. And all of a sudden there might be something, oh, I'm qualified for this or, oh, I didn't realize that this was related to that. So um, very, very important to stay in touch and um, be able to navigate it. And this is a great handbook. In fact, I don't even have it in front of me because it's in the other room with my husband. <laughs> well, and I like it because it's not too thick. You like, you know me in thick books. You know, it's like if. <laughs> well, but you know what? It's it's overwhelming enough as it is, and if you're trying to get benefits for like healthcare or mm-hmm. you know some of the things, it's like you're already not feeling well. And you know, I know like when I navigated stuff with my dad, I'm like, just get to the mm-hmm. point. You know, tell me what I need to know. Don't give me a 500-page guide because I'm just going to fall asleep reading it. And I can't find the stuff, you know, that I need to find. So my theory is, like, if you can't, you know, and I got this from Peter Fleming, who is my literary agent. Yeah. If you can't say what you need to say in 100 pages or less, you're you're not saying enough. You know, you're not saying anything. (laughs) 
Or it doesn't need to be all in the legalese rhetoric or military rhetoric that's, you know, there might be four um, operative words in the sentence and it's a complete paragraph. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, let's just get to the point and tell me what I need to know. And, you know, what's, what was interesting, too, about this book is that, um, you know, he did a great job by not making it about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> True, because it's a resource book and it's it's applicable to anybody and I think for any generation. This is um again something I think the um that's so important. It doesn't matter if you're World War Two or Korean or Vietnam or, or Cold War. It's it's just something for everybody in there. Very, well, very or Afghanistan guy. or Iraq. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the one thing. You know, it's funny because, you know, my dad uses his veteran ID card everywhere we go. And, you know, we go to mm-hmm. Home Depot. We go to McDonald's. We go. And it's interesting. Like sometimes people look at him blankly like, what? You know, like you want a veteran's discount, what? And, you know, and it really does pay to say at that point, you know, because this one guy was in front of me uh, this week at um, uh, this uh, Japanese restaurant. And it's a chain around here called uh, Yoshinoya. And Mm -hmm. we go there after church sometimes. And so my dad and I were in there with the kids. And, you know, he uses his veteran's discount because he's paying for all of us. And there was a guy in front of me that was asking for his veteran's discount. And the guy was looking at him like... Like, are you kidding me? And, you know, he held up his veteran's card. You know, the guy guy could only be, you know, maybe 24, 25. And, you know, after the guy got his food and left, the guy gave me, you know, the guy taking the order gave me a look. And I I looked at him because I said, you know, you have to understand veterans are anywhere from, you know, 20 years old to 100 years old. You know, there's a big... Uh, variance. And he said, you know, I didn't even think of that. He goes, I just saw this young guy using a veteran's card and I'm used to seeing veterans, you know, being World War II and up Mm -hmm. yeah, or, you know, veteran, you know, Vietnam and up, you know what I mean? But a lot of times vendors who give military discounts or give veteran discounts, especially they might be a little taken aback if you're a younger veteran asking for a discount, you know, so I wish the guy had said, you know, look, I served in Iraq or I served in Afghanistan. So people would kind of get it. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was just annoyed and the guy ringing him up was annoyed and it didn't really have to be an annoying process. It could be an educational thing, but you know, it pays to ask for the manager or pays to, you know, just say something because some people just don't know. They don't get it. It's really hard to think that the veterans have to come back and inform the public. We should be the ones that should be opening our arms in the first place. Sure, but it's just, you know, you've got a 20-year-old kid, man in the yep. register, and you've yeah. got a 24-year-old kid handing him a veteran's card. And, you know, right. and we do live in the age of liars, liar pants on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, you Isn't know. it true? I know you have to almost suspect it doesn't matter what's coming either in the mail or through the email or on a phone call. You get a phone call and you think, all right, what scam is this now? Or what what is this? And, and it could be very legitimate. So it's hard that everything has to be validated but I'm so glad that there are more and more businesses that are opening their doors and are showing their appreciation because it really does make a difference and it's just another way that we all can say thank you. Right. And it's a good thing to do because I will tell you, like my dad now chooses, you know, he'll choose one restaurant over another, um, you know, because they give him a discount because they honor him in that way. And, you know, we've been to a couple of restaurants where they kind of like roll their eyes and they're like, oh, no, we don't do veterans discounts here. And guess what? Mm-hmm. You just lost a customer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have uh, our Lowe's out here, our hardware Lowe's um, is is very, very good to veterans. So we try and, and uh, support them 
as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. We still, I have that, what is it, Red Lobster? That doesn't, um, our Red Lobster out here doesn't. And our um, Home Depot gives a senior discount and on top of it, your military. Ooh, so that's interesting. Now, see, we have a hard time with Home Depot out here, and it could just be our particular location. I certainly don't want to put Home Depot down, but our particular location, it, it's almost depending on who's on that day because there are times that we'll say, oh, sure, they'll, they'll just give it to us. And then there are times we've bought big, big things and they'll say, oh, no, no, we don't do that. So, hmm. Yeah. It's really- it's- and it pays to go to different, you're right, it pays to go to different locations because we've been to different Lowe's or different Home Depots, you know, and some of them do and some of them don't. So, you know, before you make that purchase, you know, mm-hmm. it really pays to say, you know, to find somebody and go, you're going to give, you know, you, you do veteran discounts because, you know, mm-hmm. it's your right. It's your, you know, people are, are offering these and they should make good on them and, and mm-hmm. You know, there's many ways to say thank you, and it's not like these stores are, you know, in any hardship for giving a veteran discount, especially if it's like, you know, sometimes my dad's bill is like $6, and so what yes. are they, you know, 20 cents? So, but on the other hand, if it's a big ticket, I mean, they, they're going to want that big ticket customer coming back more frequently, so it really does behoove them to, uh, if you're going to buy uh, a new front door or you're going to buy hardwood flooring, um, to give that discount because that's just smart business. It is smart business, you know, and I think of my dad when he bought his washer and dryer for his house, you know, they both died, you know, in the same month. So he went and he bought a new washer and dryer and, you know, he paid for the installation and the delivery, um, you know, all these things. And it came to like, you know, I don't know, 1600 bucks. And he came in with his coupon, you know, that they had sent him mm-hmm. and it didn't say on there, you know, not applicable with any other offers. So he got like his 10% off coupon. Then he had his 15% uh, veterans senior discount and then a 10% veterans discount. And wow, <laughs> his, remember I told you that his bill was like $1,600 and it went down to like a thousand or whatever. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. But, you know, they made a customer for life, and I can't mm-hmm. tell you. I bet you he's told a hundred people about that experience, right. like how right. great they were that they honored him. And he does. He makes a point to go back there, and mm-hmm. he'll, you know. And sometimes, you know, we go and we buy a big ticket item like a door or whatever. And he, you know, you just made a customer for life, and not just a customer, but a, a raving customer for life. <laughs> And it's wonderful. And like you say, that is good business because then that person tells another person who tells another person. And uh, I think customers are definitely going to magnate toward those philanthropic businesses. Even in our community, when we'll do a community event and we put their name in the little program book, those are the businesses that we're going to go to because they care about the community that they're in. So it's just the same with these veteran discounts. If they're going to uh, be kind and thankful and grateful, those that's going to spread the word. So we appreciate all of those, all of those companies. Yeah, well, and I think that they should put veterans discount on their advertising. You know, I think it creates goodwill. I think it creates all sorts of things. So if you're, you know, a vendor listening today and you have a restaurant or you have a store and, you know, you put we support veterans with a veterans discount, you know, you're going to end up, I think, you know, getting more people coming in than what you'd ever have to discount. Mm, I think so too, and, and not just on Memorial Day, but all year round um, is the is the key. Sam, we've got a great guest coming up um, next segment. We have Judy Brizendine. She is uh, a business person, a business professional whose life had drastically changed. Um, 
course after the tragic and sudden death of her husband and that experience along with facilitating grief support workshops has helped her define a new practical and personal approach to grief it's a and this doesn't always necessarily mean death it could grief can certainly have a lot of different faces one of the um, other components uh, to the book she has authored is a wonderful journal uh, that is an interactive recovery tool and we're going to talk a lot more about this firsthand um, both of us have appreciated these journals uh, this journal in this book very very much Judy Brizendine coming right after the break Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love, a great family life, or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the opening segment, that disability compensation guide uh, we were talking about, the Veterans Guide, is by Thomas Van Hees. And I'm going to spell that because somebody emailed me and asked me how to spell it. Uh, Van Hees is two words, V-A-N, and his last name is Hees, H-E-E-S. He will be our uh, guest next week, and it's called the Disability Compensation, the Veterans guide so now we've got um we've got judy brizantine coming up and she has written this great book about grief it was kind of like my bible uh through some of the loss that i suffered over the past couple years rob and my little boy uh who's 11 now when he was Mm -hmm. 10 he got a copy of the grief journal from judy and Mm -hmm. um he wrote in it and he uses it and it's just beautifully done and it's a great resource for anybody who is struggling and suffering so i'd love to bring uh, Judy right on and have her introduce herself to our audience, even though she's a repeat. This might be the first time you've heard Judy on our show. Hello. Judy, are you with us? Hey. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, it's great to be here. Oh, it's great to have you back. So can you give a little backstory for our listeners today uh, who might not have heard your uh, show last year? And you guys can check it out on iTunes under Judy Brizantine, Military Mom Talk Radio. Well, I'm actually, um, I was a military wife for almost 21 years. My husband was um, a career um, officer in the the Marine Corps. And just a few years after he retired from the Marine Corps, um, he went on a mountain bike ride and he suddenly died. And that really um, changed the entire direction of my life. and not in a bad way. I mean, it was the most devastating and the most difficult thing that I've ever been through in my life. But um, incredible good has come through it after, you know, the process of working through um, his death and the loss and all of the um, adjustments that came along with that, um, you know, that I say on my website that out of your deepest pain can come your greatest gift and for me that was really true because I discovered I mean I completely changed career directions and everything after this experience I discovered that I could use my story to help people and to give them hope and inspiration because quite frankly when when I encountered that grief for myself um, it was like becoming shell-shocked I mean, I didn't know what had hit me. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't understand it or any of those things. And um, it was a process to really learn about grief and to learn how to work through it and what, you know, what's required. Um, Because, frankly, I didn't realize that anything was required of me. I thought it was something that just happened to me. Mm. And um, it's a crucial, crucial thing for people because... Um, grief doesn't just accompany death, you know, it accompanies any significant loss, whether it's a person or relationship in our life, you know, something else of, of huge importance, your, you know, your career, um, some people, so many people in recent years have lost their homes, you know, your health, there, there are so many things that are um, deep losses, and those losses result in grief that we have to do something about. And what we decide to do about that 
and how we handle it affects not only our lives right now, but our future and the people around us. And, you know, it's just crucially important what we do with this. And so um, it became really a passion for me to reach out and help people because of what I have been through. Now, Judy, was the writing process of your books done by grief uh, a cathartic effort for you, or had you really felt the purpose to uh, sort of sum up everything that you had been through and and derive all of these thoughts and action steps from other people that um, were helpful? You know, by the time I wrote the book, which was um, about eight years after my husband died, he died in 1998, I didn't start writing the book until 2006. I'm sure there were cathartic moments in the writing of the book. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's just the natural um, outcome of that. But I had really processed my grief by the time I sat down to write this book. And I had already um, remarried just, um, you know, a few years, a couple years prior to that. And my husband, my husband now, and I had facilitated grief support groups together for several years. And so there was really a whole process in so many people that, you know, whose lives had, that we had touched through this, so much that had come out of it. I had done a ton of research, read many, many books, and um, so really it was the outcome of, of the process and, and all of the people and experiences that, you know, that I had come in contact with. And just really the, um, well, I just really felt that there was something that needed to be said, you know, that I could add something very useful and, and helpful to people because of what I had learned. And I wanted to put it in the simplest terms possible. You know, this is not a bunch of, you know, scientific, um, hard to read, you know, kind of things. It's very practical. It's very personal. It's very revealing. So people can read this book and come out of it with a strong understanding and an absolute sense of what they need to do to work through the grief. Well, and I just want to clarify a couple things for the listeners today. Like if you're struggling with things like for me, um, I had a really charmed life until I was about 40 years old. I really didn't, you know, I lost my grandparents, you know, but that was expected. And, you know, I never really had any really difficult hardship, Judy. So when I did get divorced and my mom died and, you know, I lost my Flagstaff home, you know, things like that and, you know, lost my finances and, um, gosh, I didn't have a tool set to even know what was happening to me. And it's not like they teach you in school or even, you know, like even in my religious education, which I've had extensive religious education growing up. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. You know, they teach you to pray and stuff, but 
I really didn't know what was going on with me. I really thought I was losing my mind at one point. Um, and one of the things that I loved about your book is you, you have these little checklists. You're like, you know, like, do you feel confused or sad or emotional? And I'm like, oh, my God, check, 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 check. <laughs> and it was the first time, like, I know it sounds really corny and hokey dokey, but like the seas parted and it was like, oh, this is what's going on because I only knew grief as sadness and I really didn't understand profound grief and I really didn't understand what true loss meant, you know, never having experienced it. And since I didn't experience it till I was much older, I kept going in my head going, what the heck's going on? I'm confused. I'm making mistakes. Everything is cloudy and foggy and it seems unreal. And, you know, it just really knocks you on your you know what and, and you don't even know what's going on. Did you have that experience too? Everything that you said is normal, and absolutely, yes. I was 47 until, um, until you know, this happened. I had never been through anything that compared to this at all, and you're totally right. We don't grow up learning about grief. We don't know anything about it. We don't know what to expect. We think Literally, most, I would say 99.9% of people going through profound grief will think they're losing their mind because um, we're not prepared for what happens to us. And like you, I mean, first of all, I didn't understand what was happening to me. I didn't even know there was anything I was supposed to do that I needed to do. You know, we kind of have this concept, I think, oftentimes that grief you know, something happens, something tragic, something devastating, you know, we expect a grief to, you know, we expect grief to go along with it. But what that means to us oftentimes is we think this grief will, you know, come and kind of sit on our shoulder and we'll, you know, we'll feel sad and um, really devastated for a period of time. And then at some point when it's been long enough, you know, this grief will just lift and we'll get back to life as normal. It doesn't happen that way. And if we think it happens that way and we're relying on that to, you know, as our way of processing grief and and working through it, it's not going to happen because we have to do something. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to be proactive. There are things, steps to take. We have to process this in order to get all of those feelings and everything that's going on inside of us up and out and, you know, be able to begin to start adjusting to the changes. You know, that's one thing Mm. that just accompanies loss. I mean, loss, change accompanies loss, whether it's a good change, you know, it's, it's part of it. And it's something that we have to learn to adjust our lives to because our lives have changed. You know, something has happened and things are different now. Judy, we've got a break coming up. Mm -hmm. We have a break coming up, Judy. And on the other side, I want to get more into that uh, proactiveness that we have to turn into being vulnerable to being proactive. And that's very difficult because sometimes that has to 
the only one that can do that is ourselves, the, our our inner self, and we have to find that strength. And one of the best resources that I've seen is your journal. So on the other side of the break, we're going to continue chatting with Judy Brizendine um, here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? Well, pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that are just joining us on today's show, you can find uh, this show and lots of other great episodes from Military Mom Talk Radio on iTunes. You can also find it on our website by the same name, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com, and our host station, Toginet, out of Texas. You can find over 150 hours of family-friendly military programming. Um, 
Um, we are visiting today, sorry for the big um, but we are visiting today with Judy Brizendine, and she wrote this great book called Blinded, or I'm Stunned by Grief. What is it, Blinded by Grief? I don't know. I was I was just stunned. 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 Yeah, I was stunned, blinded, knocked on my ass, you name it, by grief. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to, to segue with you, Judy, is one of the things that you were saying is like you can be proactive in helping yourself get through the grieving process. And Robin, you said something about, you know, it's something that, you know, only you can do. And I'm going to just buzz in right now and go, absolutely. And that whole thing about like, this too shall pass. Like, I get it. You know, I get that time heals all and everything, but time can really drag on if you don't do anything. And you just, that whole thing about like this too shall pass, it kind of gives us that illusion, at least it did for me, that all I had to do was sit back and let the calendar days go by and somehow all this grief would resolve itself. Um, Didn't. (laughs) It didn't. Kind of hung on like an old ugly friend that I couldn't get rid of or a bad boyfriend. No, and you're not alone. You know, that's what so many of us think until we learn about it. So what do you do? How do you step forward? You know, we've got so many uh, people who who are changed forever as a result of this latest war that's been going on for 10 years. And not only are they changed, but families are changed. And, you know, there's just so much to mourn, I think, a lot of times, and we don't really talk about this with military service, but there is a lot to mourn. I've talked to some kids recently whose dad is in the service, and they're like, you know, we're so proud of my dad, but, you know, he gave so much to his country, and he wasn't here for us. And, you know, that to me was a grieving, those kids had a right to grieve that. They had a right to feel that. Well, there's a lot of stress involved, too, when when the families are separated, when you know, your loved one is in um, an area that, you know, a war zone, an area where things can happen, and um, there's stress involved in that, and that's difficult over time. And again, that's, you know, it's all wrapped up into this experience that it is in um, many ways an experience of loss because, you know, there is that separation. There's time that can't be recaptured. Now, granted, you know, wonderful things can happen when when your loved one comes back home and you, you know, you can make up for a lot of that, but it's there, you know, and, and you all had to go through it. So, yes, it is a, a, a grief-type situation in a way. But I think when you, talk, you ask the question, oh, sorry. no, go ahead. I was going to say, you talk about two best offensive weapons and um, that you can actually grow these. And and I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Yes. um, Two of the the most um, positive things that you can do in situations like this, and not just grief. I mean, I think um, in the military, if you're connected, if your family is part of a military family, you know, change is happening all the time. And sometimes it's a welcome change, sometimes it isn't. But you can be sure that change is always going on. And these two offensive weapons will help you to cope with whatever comes up in a more positive way, and that is hope and resilience. You know, we... 
and I read this this research article recently, you can, or several, you can grow hope and resilience. A big part of it is, to, you know, has to do with your overall attitude toward life. You know, do you look at things in a positive way or, you know, do you see everything from, from a negative viewpoint? You know, positive is going to help you in every area of your life. Um, both of these things um, have to do with relationships, too. When you cultivate connections with people and, you know, these positive relationships um, build hope because you have support, you have, um, you know, outlets um, that are nurturing, um, you know, you have a positive experiences in your life through the, you know, the good relationships that, that you develop. And I think in the military, I know, you know, that was such a huge part um, of our military experience. I mean, our, the people who were in our squadron and, you know, in our groups became our family because, you know, our families were far away. And those relationships, um, you know, we truly did support each other in every way um, through the things that happened socially. And, you know, those were a very powerful part of, um, of what we did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But, yes, relationships make a huge um, difference, the way that you view life, humor is huge. You know, we all in our lives, I think, um, when we're able to look for things to laugh at, you know, things, reasons to laugh, reasons to be joyful, we're going to boost our hope by doing that when we focus on those kinds of things and the positive. And, you know, sometimes we have the, you know, the feeling that, we're not in control, that, you know, our circumstances control us. When we view life from that perspective, um, that tends to lessen hope because we really are in control. I mean, things happen to us, yes, that we have no control over, but our response to the things that happen determines what kind of outcome we're going to have. So attitude, just an overall attitude toward life um, and looking outward for, you know, experiences and, and setting goals and working toward, you know, things. And all of those build hope in, in our lives. And we're going to be more resilient. Hope and resilience go right together. You know, staying flexible. When you're in the military, you know, <laughs> if you're not flexible... I was going to say they almost have to go hand in hand because sometimes yes. you can hope for things, but they the the end result isn't always as you expect, and therefore, right. in order to keep hope, you have to be resilient. <laughs> well, and are you a you know can you look for the good even in a negative situation? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. normally there is some good, you know, if you look hard enough. Regardless of what it is, you can find something good. You know, maybe it's what you learned. You know, maybe yeah. it's what you discovered about yourself. Sure. Um, you know, that you were able to do things or cope with life in ways that you didn't really know you could until you were put to the test. So, you know, it's, it's looking for the good. And gratitude is huge. You know, gratitude builds hope. When you can look 
at your life and be grateful for the things that you have for you know if you have trouble someday it's not a really good day look outside and be grateful for you know the beauty that you see outside your window i mean there's always something that we can be grateful for the people in our lives uh you know our um god i mean it's mm-hmm. there's so many things and when we um look for the things to be grateful for that builds hope also Yes, and I think, isn't it true, Judy, um, that um, looking for something good each day is what helps you keep a good perspective on it because then you're not almost sucked into that vortex of negativity that by being positive, you're going to have that outlook, you're going to have the hope, and you're then you're going to be strong enough to be resilient when the time comes. Judy, when, right. uh, where can we find you, more of you, and where can we find your books, and where can we find where you might be uh, speaking or appearing? Well, the best way um, to find the latest information, um, to find the books, and you can um, go there and go other places to buy the books, go to the website because everything that's current will be there. And the website is stunnedbygrief.com. You'll find um, everything that you're mentioning, plus a lot of resources, um, a lot of um, complimentary resources that will help people with all sorts of things about grief to understand and um, just, you know, great resources. And the books um, are at this website as well, Stunned by Grief? Yes, or the books are they... on the website. Yes, okay. you can buy them directly from us, or you can. there are buttons for Amazon, for Barnes & Noble, um, and any bookstore can order the books. All you have to do mm-hmm. is ask, but um, there are definitely links on the website where you can purchase the books. That's wonderful. And we want to just also encourage people to realize the journal is is pretty much a standalone guide as well. You do not need to have the book, although, of course, we suggest you read the book. But um, I think that it's really nice that the, the journal is is a standalone piece. Judy Brizendine, uh it's been wonderful chatting with you, and we really appreciate not only uh, you visiting with us, but for taking uh, this initiative to compile these these thoughts, these resources, uh, all of these affirmations in the book. And I love the little side notes and the little footnotes throughout the book, that there are uh, little quotes and little affirmations everyone can benefit from. Um, Judy Brizendine, thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you. I, I loved being here. <laughs> we'll, we'll visit with you again real soon. Okay, Uh, thanks so much. Coming up after the break, we have Shay Molendyke coming. She's a runner and started practicing yoga in 1998 after she had an injury. And this certainly turned her life around. And we're going to hear more from uh, Shay about how this impacted her life after the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Are you a military care mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. 
Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Oh, there we go. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Oh, you know what? I muted it, Rob, by mistake. Cause I'm oh, just... I was just going to hop in because I thought, oh, no, we lost her. <laughs> no, it's just I've been doing radio for five years, and I still haven't figured out the mute button. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it was glad nice. you're here, Sandra. Thank you. It was so nice visiting with Judy. You know, mm-hmm. I think she's such a neat lady and she has so much uh, to give, um, you know, which is so great. Um, now we're going to visit with Shay Mullendike and she's, at, um, she's our Air Force gal who is going to teach us about yoga. And, you know, Rob, I've read so much about what the military is doing with yoga and the treatment of PTSD. I see it in the, the activities, you know, here in Los Angeles. So I'm really excited to bring her on and have her tell us a little bit about her uh, yoga experience. Hmm. Hi, Hi, Shay. Shay. Talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. It's so great to have you here. So we were talking about grief, you know, this this show with Judy Brizantine, who is an author with grief. So I would love for you, and we were talking about grief being a, a respect of not just losing, you know, your your spouse, you know, or or losing something like that, but it also can be losing your health or losing something that affects us. And one of the things I read in your biography was about how you were an avid runner and then you had an injury and that started your journey with yoga. So can you talk a little bit about that and relate it back to our military audience would be so great. Absolutely. You know, I was listening to Judy and I kept thinking the words that we always say to our new yoga teachers, you know, we do teacher trainings and we say yoga finds you, you know, you don't find yoga, yoga finds you when you need it. And uh, more often than not is people come uh, to yoga, first of all, but then to become a teacher to process grief of many kinds. You know, we talk about trauma being held in the body, and uh, many, you know, grief can be looked at in terms of trauma, and it's just another kind of trauma that the body has to process. But like Judy, um, you know, so smartly said, you know, we're not taught how to really process grief from the standpoint of the body. 
you know, it, grief is very much a physical process. It's not a logical process. And so I think yoga is so effective, and I don't care what you call it, but we teach people, you know, how do you, how do you not fight your body here? You know, because certainly I could ask someone who's going through uh, a terrible grief or a trauma, and they would absolutely say, I feel it here. It's in my heart, like a knife in my heart, or I feel it like a vice in my head. I'm having, I have shortness of breath. I have, you know, nightmares, which is, you know, the nervous system being traumatized. And so, um, you know, we, I just look at it completely from that standpoint. You know, we don't have to talk to heal. You can absolutely heal the body and heal the mind. It goes right along with it, almost at the tail end. And so I just look at it from a body perspective, um, and yoga does that. And yoga found me. I mean, that's exactly right. I, I was an avid runner. Um, some would say maybe too avid. I was running five miles a day, rain or shine, but I was in the military, and so, of course, that was encouraged. And the day that my, um, my T-band actually pulled out from the side of my knee, which is a common actual injury in yoga, I'm sorry, in running, um, that's when I found yoga, you know. And so I was, it was a gift that that injury was. Um, and same with grief. And, and I know it's hard to view grief as a gift, um, but it really is. It can be seen as a gift, and um, we try to embrace it as such, you know. And at some point that comes to everybody in their own time, and they have to navigate those waters, certainly. So I'm sorry. I'm going on too long, but I have <laughs> no. lots of thoughts on grief. And as it it's relates talk radio. to you talk know, away. how the body processes it. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you say yoga found you, was this something that you needed as far as a physical uh, support or was this more a mo- mental and emotional support for you? Um, you know, it was, I didn't, I went to it just for the physical. I couldn't run and I was kind of devastated by that. It was very much in, attached to, you know, my physical body and what it looked like, which we all are, you know, we're human. Uh, so I came to, I was like, okay, well, yoga, um, if it, it's going to make me look like Madonna. And at the time, Madonna was doing yoga, you know. And so I said, all right, great, I'll start doing it. If it's good enough for Madonna, it's good enough for me. And um, I, no matter what, as crazy as that sounds, it got me to do yoga. And then what I found, though, there was um, an amazing connection that I had never had before and an understanding of um, who I was, you know, for the first time. It allowed me to kind of dive deep into my own, you know, turbulent waters, you know, underneath the surface. And I got that same kind of feeling when I ran as well. So there was a connection there um, Mm. that I I may not be able to put into words, but it gave me that same sense of connection to self. A lot of people will say running is meditation and motion, and you get Mm. to that place um, where you connect deep within yourself. And so... Um, for me, it was, a, it was a, a suitable substitute for a while, and then it became really my life in so many ways. Hmm. And how did yoga change you in that um, does this become sort of a, uh, a, I guess I want to be able to identify yoga for those who may not be practicing, why it was important for you to choose this as opposed to going to the gym and working out or going to do stretch exercises or low impact other, why was yoga the right fit for you? You know, and I think, truthfully, I'll be honest here, um, I believe there was a divine hand there. You know, why? Mm -hmm. Why was it? I was doing all those other things, um, but I was really drawn to yoga. There was something there that um, had a very strong pull. So what it did, and I I realize now I didn't know at the time, is that it was really getting me into more into my parasympathetic nervous system, which is so important, that place of not just rest and digest that we call it, but of true healing, and that's where healing happened. And I needed to heal from all sorts of things. So it was... um, sort of like a medicinal balm, you know, for my soul. So it gave me something that lifting weights and going to classes just didn't didn't give me. I mean, it's, as wonderful as those things are, um, mm-hmm. but it had that ed- extra, extra added um, feeling to it. 
that I needed in my life, you know, and it sort of connected me back into my natural healing capacity as well. And so it was uplifting. It rebuilt me as opposed to building me down or tearing me down. So now let me ask you, like I was looking at some of the things that you teach and, you know, and I want to segue into um, breathing because it sounds right. so funny, but, you know, I can breathe. <laughs> I'm like, Rob, I can breathe. I can do this. <laughs> um, you were talking to me uh, off the air about some things that we can do and we can start right away for some of our military moms who are listening. And, um, you know, we can uh, we, we can start these things right away. So I kind of want to get into that because I'm so excited to learn how to breathe. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? We have to go to yoga to pay somebody to teach us how to breathe. Um, but, you know, the truth is we get disconnected from our bodies and our lives, and breathing is like one of the first things that goes. It goes in any kind of, a, any kind of stress whatsoever. The, nat- the body's natural um, uh, tendency is to curl inwards, to restrict the diaphragm, to shorten shallow breath. And that is the sad domino effect that leads to all sorts of cardiovascular diseases, you know, uh, mental, emotional problems. Everything is linked to our breath. People who have COPD, you know, which is a breathing ailment, um, always, always have depression that goes along with it. Ah, so that is the key, is that breath is key to our, even our mental health. So here's what we can do. We can find some place. Hopefully that's quiet. So I know, Mom, that's a tough place to find. <laughs> Um, but in, in, in the middle of the chaos, um, you know, go into the, the closet. <laughs> I say the bathroom, but children always <laughs> follow you there, so I don't know. Uh, so go find some place quiet or in your car in the garage. <laughs> and um, we're just going to start by placing our hands on our belly, on our low bellies. And that is where a lot of our signals for stress um, actually come from and the chemicals that send the signals to the brain to start a fight-or-flight response. So when we bring our hands to our bellies, and we start to focus on our breath um, as it enters through the nose. And, yes, in yoga we do nostril breathing. Now, if you can't breathe through your nose, breathe somehow. It's fine. Um, but when we can, through the nose. And there's some reasons for that. So just focusing on our breath, just simply noticing the quality of our breath as it enters the body. And then we're going to unrestrict or sort of um, let loose the belt around our belly. And I know we walk around holding our bellies in all day long. Not that we don't want to sit tall, but it doesn't mean restricting that area around the gut. That sort of stops that flow of breath and information flow as well. So focusing on where we feel the breath in the belly and allowing it to fill up. Hmm. Oh, I lost her. How about you? Oh, dear. We did lose her. Have you been uh, practicing yoga, Sam? I did. You know, when I first practiced yoga, I fell over in the class and I never went back. And um, then, I know, it's just part of my life. But, you know, there was this old man and he was like bendier than I was. And I know it's not a competition, but I kept looking at him and looking at me. And um, and it was really only a, a couple of years later that I started getting in better shape and I felt like I could go back. And I went back and I... I really think, you know, you kind of have to, um, you kind of have to take care of your whole self, you know, whatever works Mm. for you. And at that point, it didn't work for me, but it did work for me later. So, you know, if it doesn't give it another chance later on. And I think so. And I think people might be intimidated, especially in different parts of the country with yoga, because they think it's this, um, 
a process that you have to follow and get into these positions. And, and I think it's more of a calming and do what's best for you. And I'm sure that there are, um, just as in, say, even martial arts, if you will, just to sort of find some kind of a parallel, um, to be able to say, okay, this is an exercise or this is a process or this is a procedure. And somehow uh, the whole philosophy behind yoga is very fascinating. And I think you're right. I think people need to give it a chance. I did a long, long, long time ago. And now in a different light, I would very much appreciate the opportunity. And I hope that we can have um, Shay on again because like we, like we just seem to have lost her. And uh, Toganet says that they, their phone, they have some phone issues. So we did lose unfortunately um but uh we will definitely have her back and I, I would love to hear other people's comments about how possibly yoga may have made a difference if you are especially in a move or having um a pcs upcoming if something like yoga has been uh, a benefit to you um, well, so, and you know yep. what I found, Rob, with with the with yoga, like you don't even have to be really good at it. Um, but stretching the stretching part of it, you're mm-hmm. so tense when you're nervous, when you're upset, when you're suffering, when you're struggling. You don't realize how much tension there is in your body, and it's kind of right. like having a massage. If you can't afford a massage, doing some of these yoga stretches, oh. they do a pretty good shot at, at at relaxing you. Right, right. Well, next week we have a, a dynamic lady who has been with us before, Gwen Sullivan. She she is from the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. We had her once on, and, and she really was a great resource. Lots of wonderful information from her. And as Sandra said earlier, we'll have author Thomas Van Hassan, um, who is the author of The Disability Compensation to the Veterans Guide. Um, so do tune in next week. Sandra, it's been a great show. We always have lots of information for our listeners. We do, and lots of fun. It was a good show today. Lots of fun, yes. Not for Faye, but it was, it was for the rest of us. We'll have her back, though. We'll bring her back in a couple weeks. Well, definitely. So do stay tuned. And again, if you've missed any of this show or any of our others, do find us on iTunes and find us at militarymomtalkradio.com. And as always, you'll find us right here on toganet.com. Um, do look us up and find all of our shows, which are free on iTunes and including Germany. We're in a lot of countries, but Germany's our latest uh, to hear all of our shows. Join us next week for Gwen Sullivan and Thomas Van Hess right here on Military Mom Talk Radio. Radio.